Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Absolutely. Across the internet, trustthejourney.today. That's us. We're on Instagram. That's our website. If you would like a cost-free way to support us, to support the podcast, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or Instagram, leave us a five-star review, share with someone directly an episode that you think will help them. All of that stuff helps us, helps the show, and hopefully helps others as well. And if you'd like to join the Trust the Journey family, where we expand the conversation directly and deepen our connections with you and each other, please feel invited to donate on Patreon, where any level of donation there will get you into our private Facebook group, which is just a wonderful group of humans, and it's growing every day, and we would love to have you. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you are a brand looking to align with trusted partners, we're open to those partnerships now as well. So please reach out, trustthejourney.today on Instagram. As a DM us there. That's usually the best way to get in touch with us. Or if you want to reach out to Jay and myself individually, you can go to our websites, jasonmaledski.com and melaniecurtis.com. Boom. Okay. So today's episode, we are diving into, quote unquote, a vivid vision. We are doing some workshopping of this today real time so you guys can be a part of it and thinking about what really is our vision for trust the journey what where do we want to take this community this impact effort this show this business and really starting to contemplate those things for ourselves because we have done a lot of work over the last five years to build a solid foundation and now it's almost time to go back to that foundation and go, okay, cool. We we were good then send, setting our direction, setting our vision, our values, all that stuff. And now we're like, okay, where are we going now? Are we still going in the right direction? And if, if so, great. Where can we build? How can we build? And if not, where can we course correct? So this was uh, triggered by a coaching call that we did. And Melanie and I have been, of course, we're huge advocates of coaching and seeking guidance and teams and just everywhere that we can continue to better ourselves through learning from the work of others. And so we were both recently read a book this weekend. And before I jump into that, I wanted to talk about a little bit about how this is, it's interesting how this whole vivid vision for trust the journey is something that's it's a grander part of each of melanie and i's lives Mm -hmm. and it's just a subcomponent of a bigger picture and what i found really interesting is i've been working on a couple different areas one is i've been doing a lot of joe dispenza work i've been following his work intensely for a couple of years now with more and more focus and greater and greater intensity mm-hmm. and more and more practice. And also recently started working with reality creator, another coaching program. And there's an no irony at all between the fact that every single one of these programs, including the book that we just uh, read this weekend called vivid vision by Cameron Harold, all have the exact same, type of approach of creating this mental, visual, verbal, 
a thing that you can hold in your hand, like a, a real hard copy of like what your vision for yourself and your life and your business and relationships and all the things actually looks like. Yep. And the big tie in and listening to the book, I, I want to jump to this because I think it's a great, uh, you know, kicking block, a starting block for us to get from is the there's constant references to Olympic Olympic athletes mm -hmm. using these clear, visual, vivid visions within their minds of exactly what they're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. to get them going towards what they want to do. And that's exactly the same place that I come from in my own experience, in my own life of visualization. So I want to start there. I want to start with the visualization piece Yep. and how, because immediately it can't, the idea of visualization conjures up pictures in the mind mm -hmm. that's the whole point and feelings right? in our body what does it yep. feel like to be living in that experience to speak to jo dr joe dispenza stuff it, it's but this is outside of his work too i mean this is you hear this lots of different places everyone so we're not just espousing dr joe dispenza he's just somebody that's very well known for talking about manifestation through feeling now in the present what you are living into into your future as a way of manifesting and magnetizing that to your life and yourself so yeah oh my gosh i did a i did a visualization meditation this morning from my bed you know i do that a lot i did this and just to parallel share jay you're doing all this coaching stuff and i also want to just double tap on the fact that you and I are professional coaches. We are in this work. We provide this service and notice that we also hire coaches, right? We also are in these big programs and masterminds because we know it works, right? We know having that type of support and that type of teammate makes a difference. And so the parallel share is, of course, the big mastermind that I'm doing. Me, I know absolutely no now that i'm through the world record done all these big demos have been working as a life coach and a thought leader for going on two decades i'm at the level of speaking at big corporations for twenty five thousand fifty thousand dollars like it's it's that i'm ready you know and so my work is i'm working to make sure that the deliverable that i have together is ready for that right so if someone's paying me twenty five thousand dollars or more to stand on a stage i want to absolutely deliver right and so i'm 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 very much ready for that so that's partly what i'm working on in my own individual career um but it also as jay points to dovetails into trust the journey in the sense where we're going all right if i'm tearing that sort of part of my life down to the studs in a way and making sure the foundation is set for the next 10 years of my life this show, this community, this impact effort is absolutely a part of that. I care about this deeply. And so it matters to me to include trust the journey in my visioning. So I say all that to go back to my visualization this morning. One of the things that I did was this exercise of, and I did this the other day and I've done it before, is this connection with my future self, but having it be a real like longer form meditation where you're taken through a thought exercise and visualization exercise and meditation to feel and see where you are 
where does my future self, where is my future self? What is she doing? What does she look like? How does she feel? If the, if the me of today is going to see my future self, what is that interaction with that woman like? And so part of it, and I, I'll say, I can say a lot more about that. I'm happy to share, but I'll only share one piece that I connected to again this morning by design, connected to trust the journey, is I see myself in this really beautiful home that has this beautiful front porch. It's a it's a very high quality home, but also has warmth and ease to it, right? And again, I'll talk about myself a different thing, but as it relates to trust the journey, I see myself having an entire room for studio for us, you know, where I can invite really amazing people to my home and have them sit across from me on a very comfortable sofa with high-end audio equipment, like the microphone that I have in my face right now, have one of those for each of us, where we get to share an experience. We get to make a memory together on top of having a conversation that adds crazy value through this platform that we're building and creating. It's really interesting that you said that because I was just driving into town to drop my van off this morning for to get some work done, do some maintenance. And while I was waiting, I was visualizing how the, I recently shot an episode in the van. And it's great. I've got the same thing. Just set up the two high quality mics, the good lighting, the good computer, the good iPad, like all the right tools. And I've got it in this mobile space where I want to be able to meet people where they are. Right. And I want to be able to be there. But I, what I wasn't liking was the fact that we're sitting kind of at a 45 degree angle to each other. And I want to turn the seats so that we're facing directly towards each other and add cameras that face across and look at each person from the other side. And so this morning I was actually re-visual, re-envisioning how I want that to change and how I want it to develop so that it better uh, provides the contextual space and the type of engagement where I'm looking right at you and you're looking right at me. And the conversation with the guest and the host is, is direct and personal. And those visions are curated through iteration. And, and this, there's no irony in this either that we're now, you know, just over four years and we're at that re-envision stage once again, where we're just, it's, it's cyclical. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I like also think it's cool noting the differences yet complementary parts of our vision, right? Like I have this vision of this place where I can invite people. They can come to me. And I not to say that I wouldn't go to other people to do a recording in a different space. I'm absolutely totally open to that. That's wonderful and beautiful meeting people where they are. I love that. That resonates for me for sure. It's more that if I'm really like, what do I want to create that I don't necessarily currently experience? I could invite people to my office here. It's, it's a nice space. I could set it up for that. So it's not that I couldn't create that in my current home. It's more that it's that growth, that sort of beautiful, energetic, expansion where your external world really and truly mirrors back to you what you are 
inside and what you are creating. And so that's why I envision that larger home where more people can be, where people can feel invited and feel warm and feel welcomed, right? And also feel like they're getting invited into my private personal space, right? Because that's a very, very, it's a thing that I care about. You know what I mean? Not everybody gets invited into my private personal space. It's like when I think of Trust the Journey, I think about what we ask people to do. We ask our guests to be vulnerable, to really connect with us, to, to go there. And some people like us are very practiced at that. I am not I am not shy anymore. Right. And obviously, if I'm still healing something, I'm doing it in a private, trusted, safe space, of course. But when we're talking about public sharing and we're inviting people who may be less practiced at this level of vulnerable sharing, I want to create a space and a feeling and an energy where they can feel as safe as possible to to go there for the first time or second time or whatever. I love where you're going with this because there's a big difference between working with what we have right now and visualizing what we want for the future. And the whole point of this visualization exercise is to put in place the big goals and the big dreams and the things that we really would love to see, not just, and I'm okay with using the word just right here. And because I'm very conscious of that word, that word is one that I'm starting to keep in my frontal awareness. Like don't put the word just in front of things unless you really want to justify it. Right? So a current situation, working with where I live right now, the space that I'm in, working with the van that I travel within and creating and empowering myself in that current situation is very different than putting the visualization work in place to imagine that what I really, really want. What and, and I love where you're taking that because my visions for my bigger picture life, a lot of the stuff that I've been working on in my reality creator program, and I just wrote this whole long descriptive piece about my home that I want to build. Yeah. And it has a studio in it. And it's a big studio with a lot of equipment because I love the sound, right? And I want to have all kinds of musical instruments. And that space is also going to have this beautiful couches that sit across from each other and a coffee table in the middle and the sounds, the recording system all set up and all the sound um, deadening um, acoustic panels on the walls and the lighting from the natural scene coming through the window outside is going to help with that softening and safety of nature. And, you know, that's talked about as well, how nature, and I have it right here. This is one of the reasons why I picked this place. If I look out my window to my left, I see this beautiful scene of trees and this fresh cut um, yard out there and this old country road. And it absolutely just soothes me. But this isn't the final vision. Mm -hmm. This is just the current situation and i'm very grateful and content with what i have right now yeah very very grateful same and i have a clear growth vision of like what i really want for the next three five seven ten fifteen twenty five years yeah and what i want that to look like yeah totally yeah and just to share peeps those of you listening the vivid vision exercise 
in short, and we recommend the book, you know, check out the book for sure. I mean, it's again, another tool, another resource out there. But in short, the exercise is to number one, imagine and meditate on what your business, and this is a business centric exercise on your, what your business or goal looks like three years into the future, because 10 years is too far usually. Uh, five years even can feel a little far for some. A lot can happen in that time. Three years is, is, is sort of a depends on the person, but theoretically a more manageable distance and timeline. So you want to imagine this, meditate on this and paint the picture as if you are filming what you see. So you are like, when I vision this, I am walking up the stairs onto my amazing porch, right? And I'm opening this really heavy, beautiful door that's just like unique and cool. And I'm walking into a space again that feels warm and open and lived and livable and lived in with because there's love and people and and life happening in the house as well although it's still clean and tidy and you know like stuff like that so anyway three years into the future imagine and I could go on and on about it but that's just just to use that piece as an example number two you think about where not how so I'm not thinking about how I'm going to pay for that house. I'm not thinking about the, you know, designer that I would need to hire to make my house look the way, you know, I'm not thinking about where, like, I'm not thinking about how I get to it. I'm simply focusing on what it feels like to be there, to be in that reality, as if I'm living it now. And then the third part of this exercise is to then write down what you come up with for each part of your business. And again, this we've just talked about one physical location, but there's lots of this. This can expand a lot. So you want to really do the hearty visualization for all of the different parts of your goal or business, whatever you're working on. So you write down what you come up come come up with for each part of your business or goal as if it is has already happened as in you write down in the present tense what you have seen and felt and that is then something that you start to share with everyone right so i still have more work to do on this i haven't done that third part yet where i've written down in the present tense this real vision and I've, I'm doing it more and more with like my speaking. I've been like, I'm sharing that, right? I'm at the $25,000, $50,000 level. I'm speaking that into the world as in the present tense. And I'm believing it, right? And so we're doing that practice, that, that process here with Trust the Journey. And you can do it for yourself too on whatever goal or business or whatever that you're working on as well. So... I want to touch on two points there. Number one is why we don't dive into the how, because it is basically like a huge e-brake, right? It's like an emergency break to back to this reality and to completely sabotages the idea of a vision. And it pulls us right back to the present moment rather than allowing us to continue to developing a mental picture within our minds that has the, all the aesthetics, the smells, the tastes, 
the textures, the energy in the room, the feeling inside of us, the feeling of your feet in on the floor. Like imagine what the couch feels like when you sit down, the warmth in the room, the light coming, like every one of those aesthetics. If we start going to go, how am I going to? Yeah. We're skidding to a stop and we're back out of that reality. We're not watching in a movie anymore. We're answering somebody at the door, you know, and we've stopped participating in our bigger picture vision. Yes. So I wanted to just touch on that because it is absolutely critical to not engage now or how, because they are the same thing, right? We're talking about future us. Yep. Right. So I also want to dive into the other point there was that getting really clear on the vision. And one of the things that I did for myself where, and I love that we're going back to this and it's continuing to come at me from all angles in life mm -hmm. because it was the determining factor towards becoming a world champion. It was the number one thing more than all the training, more than all the sponsorship, more than all the other things. The number one thing was having a clear vision. Mm -hmm. And I would stand in the mirror in the morning and I would look myself in the eye and I would tell myself, because I didn't believe it yet, I would tell myself that I'm the world champion and I'm the best that there is. And I would lie straight to myself <laughs> because I knew that I needed to hear it enough times and to get myself to believe it. Yeah. And then I would close my eyes and I would imagine with every ounce of clarity, every step up towards the podium after they've called my name and I would imagine walking up those stairs and I would imagine walking across the stage and seeing the Canadian flag rising up the pole in the background and I would imagine the curtain along the back and I would imagine the second and third place people on the podium and them looking at me as I'm coming across the stage and I would imagine the presenters smile as they're holding the medal watching me walk up and I would hear the crowd in the background and I would walk over to the podium and I would look a presenter in the eye and I would imagine and I would lean forward and I think the whole thing receiving the medal and stepping up onto the podium and then I would imagine looking in the eye of every single person in the audience who I knew would be there. I know who's going to be there. And I would imagine looking around the audience, every single one of those people and making eye contact with him and sharing that moment in such a way that I felt every ounce of it. <laughs> and that was, that was it. That was the thing that made that happen for me was having that vision to move towards. And this applies to every single area of our life. It imagines in our personal relationship with our loved ones, it's with our family, with our children, it's with our parents, mm -hmm. it's with how we relate to everybody in the world, including ourselves. And then it's also how we build a business, how we build uh, a culture, a community, every ounce of it. Absolutely. Undeniably, yes. I love that example. Oh, God, it's so funny. I... I liken it to my life coaching business, honestly, because it's from day one been built on vision, been built on values from the perspective of I could see myself doing a client call in the basement at my mom's house and then finishing the call 
and going upstairs and having cake or dinner or whatever, right? This notion that I can live and work from anywhere so that I can be with my most cherished loved ones was such a huge driving force and was the filter for every decision I made for well over a decade and still is a really huge decision maker now. But I've revisited that decision, checked in with it and gone, is this still really the business model that I want? Do I still need and want this much freedom? And the truth is that, yes, I do, because my desire to be with the people that I love the most hasn't changed. You know, I might stay home more and have more of a grounded experience in my life, but the flexibility and possibility that still exists for me to be and go anywhere is still available to me because I choose to make it available to me. But yeah, that vision started from day one, for sure. It was the reason I was excited. The main reason, other than helping people and connecting with people and supporting them along their path, which is what, you know, the general sense of a life coach, it was this idea that, whoa, I could, I can live and work from anywhere. That was a huge, huge deal before it was so much more commonplace. Obviously, now it's very commonplace. But back then, 20 years ago, it was still relatively new. So this morning, I did the same thing as you. I got out of bed and I took a minute and then I headed outside to greet the sun and start my morning meditation and do the visualization. Oh, I didn't get and out of bed. I have to say, I really... <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, let's be clear. I, ha I have I to get, get out, out of bed. bed. Or... Okay. <laughs> I was laying there. I got in my hammock. So, I, well, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Um, if I stay in my bedroom, it's too. I have a little cave. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And cozy fair. in there. I'll go back to sleep. Fair, I'll fair. go back to sleep. So I got to get up <laughs> to go outside. So, it, I, I just love that we both got this the vision of like the work that we're doing has this alignment to it already. And the point of a vivid vision is to create alignment within teams. Correct. Right. So the whole purpose of doing this exercise is to create something that you can physically hand to somebody, whether you're handing it back to yourself on a regular basis to remind yourself of exactly what you are doing and why you are doing it and what the value of the work you're doing right now to get to is aimed at, or you're handing it to an architect who's going to design that house, or you're handing it to the you know, person who's going to help find you the property that mm -hmm. you're going to build, or it's the business. We bring it back to whatever model it is. If these are the teams that are going to facilitate the development of that project, that goal, they need to be able to clearly understand exactly what that is and what it looks like. And the this is like the the message game, the phone game, where you like you say, you tell somebody a little thing and you tell the next person, tell the next person, but how it gets around the room, it's nowhere near what you told the first person. Yeah. Well, when we have detailed, clear visions within our head and we only tell people, you know, a, a small snippet of it, or we don't even tell anybody about it, we can't possibly expect those things to become what we want them to become. And we can't do them all ourselves right? Nothing is done as an individual. Everything in the world is done as a collective. We are collective consciousness. Every single thing we do is supported by each other. Don't kid yourself. 
You're not independent. You are dependent on society as a whole. We all are. My food is grown by somebody else. The wood that my house is built out of is harvested by somebody else. Somebody else built all this. Even if I did have the hunt, all the skills to go out there and be the guy in the woods who lives alone, I'm still dependent on the woods. I'm still dependent on the animals. I'm still dependent on na- everything is collective, Agreed. right? So the whole point of this is to recognize that we have to really succinctly and in detail together summarize and clarify exactly what we're trying to create and how it looks down to the utmost detail so that somebody else can say, here, all right, I'm going to give it a read. I'm going to look at the pictures. I'm going to see the details. I'm going to feel the context, the texture, and I'm going to fully understand what it is that you're trying to do that we are trying to do. And now I can help you do that and we can do it together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, one of the business elements, I mean, I almost want to, because we're meant to be doing some workshopping right now, I mean, it's an interesting model that we have. You know what I mean? Being partners, business partners, and teammates, and, you know, personal BOD members, like teammates, friends, like all of the things that we are to each other. And we're rarely together in person, you know, like, so there, this is a very cool thing. Yeah, rarely. I'm excited that we get to be together next week at the Psychedelic Science Conference. That's exciting. Um, But yeah, you know, part of I, I see us also because we are, not necessarily the youngest voices you know this our commitment to and being in service to and this is an example of where i would see us going being in service to the psychedelic healing movement right i'm being much more public about my my support of that we're going to the conference we are elevating our brand and doing all this work behind the scenes so that when and like so that our growth can be sustained, right? We need that strong foundation. Um, I see us on more stages. I do like helping people feel connected to that particular conversation. Because again, this sort of not to, I'm not always trying to bring it back to psychedelics. I'm not, it's just a relevant topic in this space. And I've talked many times about how it has helped me do exactly what the vivid vision is helping us do is to connect to the feelings in experiences that theoretically we haven't experienced yet. But like if time doesn't exist and we really go that high level spiritual place where like I've already experienced everything, I simply need to tap into that emotional feeling. I see us on stage more because we have we are leaders in the sense that, and I mean this really humbly, I don't mean this as in an arrogant way at all. I'm more like people are interested in this subject. They want to learn, you know, like it is almost, it feels like a calling that it is a gift and a, and a given that we will help people simply by being seen, telling our stories and promoting what we believe in around psychedelic healing and otherwise, but 
that's something that I see for us too is, yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of riffing here, but being on more stages for the perspective of, from the perspective of service. 100%. And as you were speaking earlier, before you even started this share about the stage, particularly, I actually had a vision in my mind of this huge, huge stage. And I was imagining a lot of the scenes that I've seen, especially in like comedy, where you have a single individual standing out in front of a, on a huge stage that really protrudes out into the audience. And there's just nothing else on the stage except for that one person standing out there. And I was relating to the confidence that the speaker has when they're there engaging this massive hall with all the balconies loaded full of people and the spotlight just on them and the rest of it all dark and black. Mm -hmm. And I was relating to that. For me, the growth here, this microphone right here, the growth in relationship to stepping up in my own voice and speaking about my own growth and healing, speaking about my own path as an individual and speaking about psychedelics and how the different plant and animal medicines and natural medicines have helped me along my path towards becoming who I really am mm -hmm. and being really able for the first time ever to truly love who I am in all aspects and not be afraid of the parts that I don't know that well or are, are still needing love or care or development. And so why am I bringing this up is because the vivid vision that I have with regards to these speaking and these stages very much includes engaging audiences on a large scale. And I can remember when I've had panic attacks from public speaking, yeah. you know, when I used to be terrified of it. And now the microphone is something that I, I love and I'm, and then I just really want more of them around. I actually put them as ornaments on yeah. my shelf as a reminder of their power and their strength. You know, I sit it out like it's a beautiful thing that I want there. And so part of this vision for me includes, it also includes us in this grander stage of speaking on behalf of how natural medicines and growth are, are tied together and how healing can come through all these paths. And I, I'm very much on the same page with yeah. that. Yeah, undeniably, undeniably. It's, uh, the feeling is service. To me, the feeling is, and this has, again, is not new for me. It's not, this is not born in Trust the Journey. Trust the Journey is an amplification of this for me. For me, it was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love book in 2007 and being so helped by her vulnerable sharing, being like, whoa, I am not alone in the world. I am not a loser because I feel bad or, or struggle or whatever. There are ways for me to grow and evolve. And that feeling of not feeling alone was so profound that I was like, I want to be like her, but my, but be myself, right? Her writing was so profoundly moving to me in sparking the possibility that I could be in service 
by sharing simply my own human experience. It's been how and why I am a writer in the way that I am, why I'm constantly talking about my human experience. And so Trust the Journey has absolutely helped me amplify that. And what's also amazing about Trust the Journey is that it's it really helped me step into teamwork, right, more. It's not that I don't have team experience, but this is a really beautiful team experience. Most of my experience is sort of solo. And that's this idea of like seeing us both sort of up there. The, the interesting connection between you and me, your divergent stories, my divergent stories, but they're also interestingly connected. Also, we have parallel stories, but also very, very different stories. There's so much possible value that when an audience asks a question, there is so much there in our repertoire. Like there's so much there in our catalog of experiences that there's no way we aren't going to add value to that person. You know, like I feel so, so convicted about that. You know, I might not have the answer. Nobody does for another person. But I know that we can meet people and connect with them where they are. You know, it's just like this wonderful thing. I get excited even thinking about it, clearly. <laughs> so I want to I go back to Joe again because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Joe Dispenza. And I have been following his work for probably about five years now. I started off with Becoming Supernatural, his book. And I, I'm a slow learner. The way that I uptake is to repeat and repeat and repeat. So I listened to it three times nice. on Audible. And then I bought the copy. And then I buy the hard copy and then I get out a highlighter and I flip pages with a highlighter while listening to it on Audible and I follow along and I highlight sections and draw pictures and stick tabs and pages and then make the whole thing into like the, this well-worked textbook. And I just, just this few days ago, I was driving back into town and I had a long road trip and I put on a six video series and put it on the headphones. I wasn't watching. And while I was driving and listened to the whole series, so it was about eight hours of audio and went intensely into that. And he talks nonstop about an hour at a time and just engages the audience and subject matter expert mm -hmm. just completely articulates without a single divergence away from the whole point of what is trying to be articulated and communicated and illustrated so that the audience can truly relate, connect, understand, accept, and become what he is trying to share. Yes. And that is a big part of my vision for myself and for Trust the Journey. Yeah. Is that the ability to um, both monologue and dialogue between in whatever the situation sits with us, ourselves, each of us, and or our guests in such a way where it is just absolutely deeply engaging and and you just can't stop listening. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel when I'm listening to Joe. I just like, I'm not going to stop listening. He's got my attention, you know? Yeah, totally. So that's a big piece of where I want to put in there that yeah yeah and you know another thing on the vivid vision why do this is so that we can manifest and attract these 
opportunities, these connections. We are feeling and connecting to the vision such that our decisions in the present are influenced and motivated by that stuff. So, for example, I keep talking about this. I keep talking about being a speaker and all of the things that I keep saying. And I have more opportunities as a result coming to me. I have an in-person speaking gig tomorrow, for example. And am I perfect at this vision that Jay and I are talking about? Maybe some days I totally crush. And then other days I'm like, all right. But it's part of the evolution, right? That's what the how is, quote unquote, right? Because we can riff all day long on these high level concepts, this meta stuff. You guys know us. And, and of course, there must be and there understandably would be questions about, yeah, but but how, <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's that, you know, it's remembering that the vision is what attracts these opportunities for to us. And then we take them. Right. And I have another I have more to say about how it's not always easy. Also. Right. Same thing. I might crush on the stage tomorrow. I might. what well, I feel like I'm going to crush. I'm in a really good place. But. I've had experiences where I'm only so-so, and that's helped me get better. Our podcast, for example, we are growing like we've been talking about. Jay and I have been having guests. We literally, you'll notice, this episode is publishing late, right? Which is rare, very, very rare for us to publish late. But it's because, interestingly, the guest interview that I did basically failed. There was an upload issue and... Similar, Jay had an issue where he had an amazing guest interview and there were some kind of technical difficulties and that happens, right? And so it helps, it's helping us learn and grow. We're figuring out what to do better. And and that's part of the thing. What is manifested to you? Seize those opportunities and use them as the growth opportunities that they are. Absolutely. So where do we want to go from here? What's the vision what's the, the true essence we've got some nice like uh, a mouche bouche right like a few bites that are that are getting our palate excited about the bigger picture vision and i i put this out there for everybody you know be in your own mind as much as you're listening to us and what we're trying to do here is what is where are yours headed off to and let your mind wander and forget about the how like it just doesn't matter. Right? That's so, one of the hardest parts of this. I imagine. Right? It's the surrender. Right? The surrender piece. Yeah, it's it's that is a tough note that as a skill, my friends. Oh my God, I had a great conversation yesterday with one of my very best friends and he and he brought up this sur- he's like, you know what? Once you practice surrendering a little bit, it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so nice to just let go and just remember that you're not in charge of any of this you are not making your heart beat you're not making yourself breathe you're not making the wind blow you're not making the trees grow you're not making the water flow all that's being done for you so just let it happen yeah right stop resisting it just let it happen so here's part of my vision okay i love intensely engaging conversation. I've come to realize that part of why I love what we do is because I love to talk. <laughs> I love to talk out, oh, spit my own lips. <laughs> I love to talk 
<laughs> I love to hear myself talk, and I love to hear other people talk, right? Huh. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want a bite of that. Right? Definitely. <laughs> so I listen to engaging conversations every day. Yep. Me every too. day. And I make a point as part of my list of my seven functions of foundations of functionality for connection. And connection to me is conversation a lot of the time. And last night I spent an hour and a half on the phone connecting with people that I'm deeply deeply trust and are deeply important to me, deep reflections. So I listen to Huberman. I listen to Lex Friedman. I listen to Tim Ferriss. I listen to a whole list of people, right? Just a few well-known examples, Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. right? People who are at the top of their game. That's what I want to do. That people here, I'm not afraid to say it. I envision us at the top of the game, having top level interviews with the most interesting people in the world who want to talk about thought and consciousness and where the fuck we come from and why we're here and how we change the world that we live in to be the world that we want to be in. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Completely. 100%. 100%. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, and that is, it's the most amazing win-win as in it is enlivening, deeply, deeply enlivening for us and it is deeply enlivening for the people who step into the space. And it is a massive contribution to others who are engaging it from wherever they engage it. Like, really? Because, I mean, how much have I been helped over the years listening to Tim Ferriss, for example, right? How much have I been helped listening to countless other people? I mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert and her writing, but like the same thing applies in the conversational space. Absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm into it. That's why every time we get off the phone, off, off a session here, why? How could we possibly be motivated for going on five years of doing this? It's because of that what you just described—that life force that comes from energetically, intensely connecting and and exploring ideas. Yeah, 100%. And I'm I'm listening to you talk about like how much value you've gained from these people that are just having conversations and sharing them. And I was laughing inside my own head. I'm like, how much value? I can't even fathom how much content I take in that is specifically target, targeted at my own growth, development, knowledge, expansion, understanding, being healthier, being happier, being more aware of myself, understanding my environment more, relating to people better, understanding my, like, it's just the universe is literally available at our fingertips. And I want to be, I want trust the journey to be, and I envision trust the journey being a portal for that massive amount of incredible information that's available in the universe to getting it to people that are out there that want to get to it. Yeah. And on the vivid vision sort of track, saying it like trust the journey is a portal for getting that information to, to people, you know, how we, you know, we would certainly say that in a probably more, more words than that, but it is, it is, it already is. I really mean that. 
It already is. And this is the thing, like, oh, God, even at the beginning, you've heard me say this freaking million times, Jay, how even at the very start when we weren't necessarily sure what we were, quote unquote, doing here, I just believed in this. I'm like, this is this is something right. Like and that has that belief has not wavered in me. It really hasn't. Yes, it the how, quote unquote, what it looks like exactly has evolved as we've grown, as we've consciously put things together and worked with teammates and this and that. But my belief deeply in this as service has never wavered. For one second. And it's, you know, there's a great example of the how will figure itself out. When you start off with something and have no experience, no education, no background, and literally just, you know, diving into the ocean of learn to swim. And now the amount of ease at which we can move through the space and the systems that we've developed. And it's just incredible. I'm so proud of us, the work that we've done. And, and I, I'll just touch that really quickly as again, like a, a bouncing off point to keep pointing to the future and go, okay, well, if it's been this easy to get to here. And now I say easy because once you've done something, it's easy, right? It may feel hard before you've done it, but once you've done it, it feels easy. You've done like, oh yeah, I just we did that. You just kind of forget about all the hard parts, right? So true. Yeah, there'll be lots of hard parts ahead in the how, but we'll just figure those out, you know? Yeah. I I really want to have the conversations with um very the pe the people that I find incredibly interesting. So this is part of the vision for me is there are people out there that I want to talk to strictly for the point of getting to know them and communicating and hearing their personal views on life and the world because I'm interested in getting to meet those people yeah. and getting to know those people mm -hmm. and have been becoming friends with those people. So part of my vision for what Trusted Journey is, is a network. Mm -hmm. It's a network of, of like-minded people. And so I, I want to touch on that point yep, as a absolutely. personal yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, I love that. For sure. Um, yeah, the network of like minds and like hearts is a big one. Oh, and hearts. <laughs> I love how you added that. Yeah, Thanks, I always say them both together. Gosh, I, I'm, 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 uh -huh. my gears are, are turning my, I'm, you know, I'm letting it settle into my system, what we're talking about. Cause it, it almost is hard to workshop it on a audio podcast because you actually need more time for silence, <laughs> right? Not that we can't sit here and have large totally. chunks I mean, of silence that, in a podcast, but it, that's the one thing I'm noting about the you're not process. The best for the audience, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm noted, noting that about the process well, right now today. One of the today. things that's completely, that's, you know, in the book, uh, in, in the Vivid Vision book, the, he reiterates to like get out of the office and like go sit outside and find a place out in nature and take a notepad, sit on a bench somewhere, go to your favorite dock on a lake and like just break away from the regular space so that you can actually connect and turn your phone off. Yeah. Not connect outside of yourself, connect 
inside of yourself. And a lot of that is silent reflection, right? It is mm-hmm. about just feeling and closing your eyes and then having the sensations. And so as a podcast, the best place for that, no, uh, but right. there are these in the conversational space. It, it, it does, we can, I do love, and it does provide the space for some workshopping in the sense of brainstorming and then taking those away and doing more work on them and bringing them back together again. Yeah, definitely. For sure. My next to-do item for our process for really solidifying our vivid vision is to, I think, have another visualization meditation session that is on the heels of this experience, this conversation we're having right now, then from that writing, doing the writing it down part, write down in the present tense as much as will come out of my fingers and then ultimately share it with you and, and we compare and go from there. Yeah. What I found, so here's a great example, just as a touching point for that. I found a, a conflict in the way that the book that we read was authored And the way that I operate in my own world is that I'm largely in teams that are based around an idea of meritocracy or a partnership where voices are equally portioned uh, or valued in the conversation. And it's not a top-down leadership every single time. So a lot of the structure that was illustrated in there about you know, the CEO or the CEO needing to be the person right. who like guides that. I agree in the, in the idea that there needs to be a leader in an organization and that the, he talks about how your vision can be watered down by involving too many people. And, uh, and that's a yes and no for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I believe that in teams, it's important that you have equal voices and how, how I've found ways to make that successful through PD factory team, as an example, is and because we, we use the same exercise, people mm-hmm. we use the same technique. We would each share the same thing we've done in our goals episode on TTJ is we take our personal visions for our future and our personal visions for the company or the business or the team or the family or whatever. And we look at them and we overlap them and we say, where is the alignment? What areas do we each target and vision that are clearly aligned? Great. Take those, put them aside. There's an aligned vision. Then also look at where there's individual visions, which are not necessarily aligned, but if there are people within the team or the organization that are passionate about bringing those to fruition, they do not need to be aligned with the other person for you to say, fuck yeah, go after your dreams and go crush it. And I will be here to support you every step of the way even though I may not be involved in whatever that vision is. It may not be my vision at all. And that's where I differ from some of the things that are talked about in the Vivid Vision book and the way that I've seen high-performing teams be, really reach their true potential. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it, it, and that's the thing, is that you have to engage the resources. And we've talked a lot about how much value have I gotten from listening to podcasts and audible books and going to talks and engaging in whatever. The one another part of making the most out of those resources is 
trusting yourself to filter them through your own values, through your own needs, through your own perception. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, engage the team. Yes, have reverence and respect for what you are listening and learning, right? Listening to and learning. And recognize that your unique signature on that material is equally important as part of the process. So if something doesn't resonate with you, that's okay, right? If something in your experience points to something else, that's great. That is your unique contribution or twist on how you're taking that information and making it better and or putting it to use in your life. So uh, there's this um, process which I'm continually reflecting on and I'm closing my eyes for a second to go inside and recapture it all. It is The idea is always recognizing that everything's been done before us. It's all, everybody's been working on a version of whatever we're trying to do at some point or another. And we've got all these amazing examples out there from which to pluck apples from each tree to make our own apple pie, right? And it's not going to be entirely our own ever right from the beginning as creatively we like to think we are it all comes from the collectives so you know i can speak towards my my swooping my canopy piloting again because it's a, an easy personal example i pioneered some areas within that but i learned the things that i used from other people mm -hmm. so I take the sample from a bit from this person, a bit from that person, a bit from this person, a bit from that person, a bit from this person, and I put them all together and I take all of my favorite bits from each of those people and make up the the me that is who I am is all bits of other people. So I encourage and I recommend to just devour all the things that are out there. And again, throw away anything you don't like, just bin it and if, keep the cherries, keep the delicious apples and keep going. Yes, absolutely. And you know, honestly, like, fam, this episode is meant to be in alignment with our values, right? We are humbly in this process of our own growth and we're sharing that real time with you. So it's clear, I think, from our sharing that Jay and I have more work to do on this. But that's this is part of the process. So like it isn't always instantly done. Oh, we're going to read this book and then we're going to do the meditation and then we're going to write it down and it's boom. Sometimes that's how it goes. Other times it takes longer because we have other work. We have other things that we care about, things that we spend our time and energy on. Sometimes we're just tired and we need to rest. It, it really just depends. And I want to say that toward the end of this episode to both highlight the fact that this is real-time work that Jay and I are doing, that we're sharing real-time with you, and to invite you into the messiness of the process, the bravery of the process, and just that you can do it too. It sounds so cliche, but you can, right? Any of this stuff that Jay, we're not special, Right. And I say that with real honoring humility, that notion that we as humans are both infinitely unique and special and entirely not special at all, which theoretically should make everything accessible. Right. There's no reason why Jay and I are successful podcasters. 
right? There's no reason why you listening can't do whatever it is you think that you can't do. Like it, I really challenge you to simply start getting into a process like this and seeing where it takes you. Last night I watched an episode of Smarter Every Day and he's a great host and an incredibly intelligent guy. And he was doing a thing where they're shooting two bullets at each other and trying to make them collide in the middle. And he started off the episode by saying, look, this is dangerous stuff. And I'm exceptionally qualified to do this and listed his subject matter expert qualifications and the decades of training that led to that point. And then said, look, the way to approach this is intellectual humility, right? That don't think that you know anything at all. Like no matter how much of an expert you may be on one thing, immediately pull back to say, I'm not special. Yeah. I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to make a mess of this and how I'm going to do this to do it safely is I'm going to, and to make it effective. And so that it actually works is I'm going to rely on others and get guidance and team and have people checking me and showing me where I'm making mistakes and where I'm missing something entirely and, and having the, the team in place to help make sure that we, you know, got what we need to help us towards our goal. So I love that it's continuing to evolve around these two elements of going for it, having an idea, not knowing how, but just knowing what we want to do and then finding the way we'll do it. We'll figure it out together. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Oh, on that note, family, let's wrap this one because thank you for being with us. Like you really are a part of our team. I, I don't know if you really know that yet, but like, let me <laughs> say it again. Every single one of you listening, you are a part of this team. Your energy makes a real and true difference for Jay and me. We could not do this without you. We are so, so grateful for you taking the time to share and listen and send us messages. Give us feedback. All that you do makes a difference. Thank you so much. A huge thank you to everybody who's been showing up to the Trusted Journey integration calls. You guys are awesome. The conversations have been exceptional. We will be hosting another one soon. Do we know the date? July 6th. Maybe. Mm-hmm. July 6th is our next one. So you can join that call. Uh, you can get the link in the show notes. And I'm really, really grateful for everybody showing up to do those. And for everybody who donates on Patreon to be part of the Trust the Journey family, you guys are the bomb. You're making this happen. The financial support cannot be understated how important that is. And everybody else, if you'd like to support in a way that's non-financial, the number one request is subscribe on YouTube. Please click YouTube, click the subscribe button. Go ahead and hit some likes, make some comments, but really get the subscribe to help us get a bigger following on there. Follow on Spotify or Instagram and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any way that you can share our show and get it out there for more people to engage is truly appreciated. And thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And just to give you the links, trustthejourney.today slash integration is where you can sign up for these live coaching calls. We do them approximately once a month and they are hearty and good. You don't have to necessarily share into the space. You can show up and listen, but feel free to be brave and connect in actual community there. We welcome you. Uh, if you are more like, man, I just love Mel and Jay and we're so grateful for what you're doing, but you're not necessarily wanting to sign up for the Trust the Journey family or have a recurring payment, 
you can also simply give us a donation, trustthejourney.today slash donation. That also will help us a great deal. And we just invite you to keep showing up however is right for you. Thank you, family, so much. We love you. We love you. <laughs> love you. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Love you. Love you.